Uh, this is a funny one. Yesterday, I, I'm starting to do, uh, we're calling them tamale talks. Because um, <laughs> if you join, if you're a member of our channel on YouTube or Patreon, you're called a hot tamale. <laughs> That's the title we give you. So I started mm -hmm. doing something called tamale talks, which is what I think Nandela came up with the same one of our uh, YouTubers or one of our uh, subscribers. And I, me and another person gushed about Harry Potter. I've never met this person in my life. Never really talked to them before, but we started talking about Harry Potter and we talked for like an hour and a half and we we're just gushing about the series for an hour and a half. Kindred spirits. <laughs> I know. I know. It was <laughs> the best. Um, well, welcome back to uh, podcasting. Um, season two. Season two. Yeah. Welcome back to Are season two. Are you welcoming two. me or other people? I'm welcoming you back from a hiatus of reading. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You ready to jump right in? Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. How, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> it's like, get to it. Let's go. How, um, <laughs> you've read three chapters of the book. Are you ready to have me, um, just burn you for another book? <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for this for like the month that we were off. I've been wanting this to happen <laughs> so bad. Like, I've missed Abby just burning me for my love of Harry Potter. I'm coming in with the fire. <laughs> not really. Not really. I don't have anything to burn you on. Okay. At this moment. But as a side note, you seem to be liking this series, maybe a smidge more. Well, um, I am enjoying the story. As I said, I probably would. So I was right on that prediction. <laughs> um, I enjoy a good story. But really, when we had Christine on the other week, she really helped soften my heart to like, the book is so beloved mm, by mm -hmm. her. And she had such like just the sweetest, yeah. like most tender way of like talking about it. So that conversation helped like soften my heart to, I want to keep reading yeah. it anyway, but that gave me a little boost because I love her so yeah. much and hearing her talk about how much she loves it. Um, Cause she's nice. one of your most beloved friends. So um, it's yes. like hearing her talk about something that she loves makes you want to understand why she loves it and want to read more. Yes, I felt that my heart softened. Where I was telling her, I do the podcast 99% to just to burn you and like 10% to read it. Mm -hmm. So now I'd say I like 20% want to read it and like 80% still want to just keep burning you. Also, I don't know if she said it on the podcast or if she texted it to us later, but she's the one who we talked about said like, um, you can't really know me until you read yeah. Harry Potter. And we were like, what does that mean? And I don't remember if she said it, but she texted us then and was like, what I mean when I say that is when you read Harry Potter, you're meeting my family. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she, did she say I that on the podcast she or I, she texted, she texted us texted that? that yeah. yeah. But I love that. Yes. And I feel like probably other people can relate to that. Um, yeah. Cause we had an infamous debate so one I, time I love, about whether books can that. be friends. <laughs> and we won't revisit that but that's exactly what i mean yes. when christine's saying you meet my family it's the same thing for me okay well the context of that conversation was a little different that was years ago and we don't need to rehash that yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long-standing argument in our friendship 100 <laughs> percent um so uh we started chamber of secrets chapters one through three and yes just on chapters one to three alone, give me just a blank slate of how you like it. Well, 
I will just remind everyone and you that I'm reading this against all odds because <laughs> you have done nothing but talk this book down the whole time. Mm-hmm. You keep saying that it's like everyone's least favorite book. So you've done nothing but talk it down. Mm-hmm. And then you ask me if like I'm excited to read it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Um, but I do like the the series. So, yeah, um, I was ready to start it. I'm glad to have started it. So the first three chapters. um, Well, I guess I have it in my head that you've said repeatedly that it's kind of the least exciting book. So I'm I don't really know what to prepare for in terms of like how deep or heavy or intense the plot of this book is. Um, But I mean, it's good so far. I was like so bummed to start chapter one and realize that he's back at the Duras house. It's depressing They're that he's so back evil. there, I know. And they're <clears throat> Yeah, I, I started and I was like, oh. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you you hate that he's there, but it's still weird because when I revisit the series, every time I read that part, you're like, Oh, I have to spend a stupid chapter with the Dursleys. It sucks. But then it's still like yeah. you're back in the magical world and it's still lovely. So maybe maybe you'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's still um yeah, after not reading it for a few weeks and reading it again, I was like, oh, like it is like a it is a very vivid world. And there's like a comfort in like returning to that. You know, like it's a good book in terms of like you can picture it all. Yeah. She paints such a vivid picture of certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So you can easily like jump right back into the story. Yeah. And like feel it and imagine the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're also going to implement something new, which is Abby asks. So, oh yeah, if you ever have questions, just rattle one off. We'll Wait, do I one do. per podcast. Okay, sweet. And what what we're going to yeah, do is yeah. I'm going to post this on our Discord, on our subreddit, on anything that we have, and people are going to give me the responses, and I'll read you some of the best responses every podcast. Yeah, I love that. If I think of a question while I'm reading, I'm trying to put it in my notes Ooh, on my nice. phone. Um, well, some of them are totally random, not related to the chapter. Yeah, that's okay. That yeah, yeah, that's no problem at all. It can be like, why do you? Why okay. do people love the series? Like you asked that in one of the big first ones, and a few people wrote their responses. But well, yeah, we can always come back to that yeah. one. Okay, so the one I thought of and never asked yet is like, if people have Potter tattoos. Oh yeah. And if so, what are they? Because I've seen several people with like the lightning bolt tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and um, that's probably the yeah. only tattoo that you would recognize that someone has of Harry Potter. There's a few more tattoos that people have. Some people have like Hogwarts tattooed, literally like the full castle of Hogwarts tattooed on their body somewhere. <laughs> There's a few other ones that um, you probably wouldn't have recognized. Um, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to. Uh, this is like a slight pause in the actual recording of the podcast chat. Can you guys, can you guys tell me if I should show her the pot, the, the tattoo, the Harry Potter tattoo? Should I show her a picture of that? <laughs> Why would you not? What would that spoil? It's not going to spoil anything, but it's still just like a symbol that is associated with Harry Potter that everyone talks about. And if you love Harry Potter, you get this. But you, oh man, I can't, I, I have to be careful to with basis. what I say. Yeah. It's why, um, I just want to hear what people's tattoos are. 
Um, and like what it, what it means to them, like why they got it and what it means to them. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, that's a great question. Um, so we'll throw that out there. I'm not going to be able to tell you everything because some of the stuff, some of the reasons that people get these tattoos are spoilery. The three tattoos that people get a lot. Um, one of them is a symbol and, um, why don't you just like think Uh, on that more and then we'll come back to it. You're about to go down like nerd (laughs) rabbit trail and I don't need that. I'm just curious. So let's just let the okay. people speak for themselves. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll quiz you on this one because this is a question that I asked Abby. So there is, or asked Abby, asked the uh, season one crew. Um, there is a tattoo that people get. It is just one word. And when people say this word, it's immediately associated with Harry Potter. But it's just one word. Don't go looking for this word because it's going to give off some spoilers, all that kind of stuff. And it's not going to really mean that much until you're at the end of the series. But people get that tattooed on their arm all the time. Do you have any idea what that word is? Give me a guess for what you think that word is. Lavosa. Lavio Lavosa. I think I asked you this before, and I think you said the same thing. Lavio Leviosa or something like that. Yeah. Hogwarts. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see when we no, get there. I don't, no. Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> Potter. <laughs> no, I have no idea. There's there's another really intense tattoo a- that people get after book five um, that I would never get, but some people do get this one. There's a tattoo that people... It's like the most popular tattoo that people get after book seven. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> so I'll throw that out there. That'll be the first Abby asks, and then we'll go from there. Do you have a tattoo? And um, yeah, without spoilers, what is the tattoo? And what does it mean to you? I guess more specifically, well, because the lightning bolt is the only tattoo I guess I am aware of that I've seen. Mm. I just wonder what that means to people. And like, I know what it represents the story, but my question is like, I'm just totally curious. Like, okay, what does it mean to you? Like, why did that speak to you? Mm. Cause I'm sure everyone has their own story. Um, so I love that. That's great. Yes, that's my question. I'm down. I love that. Didn't you think about getting it? Yeah, I would 100% get one. If I got a tattoo, I would. What would you get? Um, I don't know. It would. <sighs> I can't. I can't exactly say what I would get yet. But uh, most people. Okay. It's like the symbol. I would probably get the symbol somewhere. There's a few other ideas of something that I would get. This is like, okay, we're going to press into like some super nerd stuff right here. Um. But I love there's a there's a sword in um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings that it's called the Shards of Narsil. And I would love to get that mm-hmm. tattooed on the back of my arm right here. And if I got that tattooed on the back of my arm, I would want to balance it off and maybe tattoo a wand on this part of my arm or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so like it could be hidden, but, you know, like I'd be like, hey, I got a oh cool tattoo here. Gosh. And here you know? But I don't know if I would if do that. If anyone ever questioned if you were a nerd, you'd be marked for life. I know, exactly. I know. Which would be great. That's cool. Would you? If my, okay, the number one new goal of this podcast is to, sorry, I'm interrupting. The number one new goal of this podcast is to get you a Harry Potter tattoo by the end of the podcast. That will never happen. (laughs) I will never get a tattoo of anything. I love tattoos, but I will never get one on my body. It just won't happen. But I actually think the goal for the podcast for me is that, you know, I've been asking incessantly for a prize for all of the things that I guess correctly. Mm And I think that it should somehow lead to me being able to influence what tattoo you get at the end of this series. I am 100% in for that. (laughs) Wait, really? Yes. 
We need to figure out how to actually do this. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I am in. It can't. It can't. Obviously, like I have to be able to choose the location of the tattoo. Hundred percent. Of course. But if you, we have to figure out like the rules of war for this. If you get a certain amount of predictions right or something like that, um, <laughs> then I will absolutely get a tattoo that you want from. Harry Potter. It has to be Harry Potter related. And I will get whatever you want oh in the Harry Potter universe. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I was not expecting that response. I'm in. I'm so in for this. That sounds great. Okay. Well, let's hash out the details. And yeah, then... we'll, we'll try to figure out the rules of engagement for that. I'll throw it out in the subreddit. We'll go from there. <laughs> that would be Okay, well, I'm if nervous. you're going to put it in your subreddit, people need to also make it don't have the odds stacked in John's favor. Have them <laughs> stacked in your favor. Yeah, yeah. For the, yeah, or that, or just evenly. Let Give me a chance here because you guys, you and the Potter people know everything about Potter. I know nothing. So you have to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I knew that Cora was a bad guy in book I know. one. So keep that in I know. mind too. We're going to see with this one if you're going to be able to figure out certain things in this book. This book is harder to predict, I think, than the first book. Well, but yes, but also my suspicions are heightened even more because now I know that the bad guy in book one, he was on my radar, but the bad guy that the book is leading you to was wrong. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to be second guessing nearly everyone. <laughs> um, this is this is going to be great. I can't wait for this. This is going to be such a good book. <laughs> But uh, yeah. let's do the intro and then let's uh, let's jump into some of the discussion. Uh, I always like have a brain fart whenever we're about Welcome to, to start the, start the podcast. podcast. I'm John. Thank I'm you, Abby. Welcome to the first oh time reader. Gosh. This is your podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm John. I'm Abby. And this is Harry Potter and the first time readers. Go rate us, go review us, go follow us on social media, on our Reddit, on our Discord, on our email as if you want um, to talk about the podcast even more. If you become a member, you could be part of a tamale talk, which we're doing, which are really fun. Um, so if you're a member on YouTube or Patreon, we are just doing side discussions on Harry Potter and we're going to start doing a lot more of those, which are really fun. Um, but subscribe to us on YouTube. That'd be great. We're trying to get like, you know, a bit more subscribers so we can... Uh, um, do this full time. I mean, how incredible would that be if we could just sit and nerd about Harry Potter for the rest of our lives? That'd be the best. So um, go follow us on all, all platforms. Um, and that's pretty much all I got. I don't want to make these intros that long anymore. I think uh, everyone knows that kind of the routine of everything. So go check us out. Go rate and review us because it helps the podcast. And yeah, go spread the word about this podcast. That's the best way we can get it out there. So if you're like on the Harry Potter reddits, the main feeds or any like book channels or something like that, spread the podcast out there because I feel like this is a big podcast for people who love the series and who actually kind of like want to relive the series for the first time again, which is why I started this podcast. So enjoy these chapters. We're, we're, I'm really happy Abby's back. Enjoy these chapters as we just dissect chapters one to three of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Twinkly music. Yeah, twinkly music. And then we start the <laughs> podcast. And I always go, All right, Abby, can you give me a summary of chapter one of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Should we get into it right now? Yeah, let's jump into it. Okay. 
Chapter one, as previously mentioned, unfortunately takes place in the Dursleys' home. I was very upset too. I was very bummed when I started reading it. I was like, oh. So uh, I forget kind of like the opening scene, but Harry is home for the summer at the Dursleys' house. Oh, at first, they don't know that he is not allowed to do magic at home. So it's like the only thing he has to kind of hold over them um, Mm -hmm. and like kind of keep them from being so like evil to him. But uh, I forget all that happens in chapter one. Um, The dad comes home and says he's having this like really important dinner that night. Mm -hmm. And they want he wants everyone like in their places acting just right. And Harry excuse me, Harry is to stay upstairs, not make a sound, just totally go unnoticed. Um, So I think he's like sent outside to do like yard work. And then he comes back in. He has to eat a very quick dinner and Aunt Petunia, evil Aunt Petunia, (laughs) rushes him upstairs. Mm -hmm. So he's out of the way and he goes in his bedroom and there's a creature sitting on his bed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Do you know what the creature is called? Dobie. Yes, that's chapter two. Okay, that's oh sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you know what kind of creature he is, too? Uh sorry, he's a house elf. Okay. <laughs> there was there was a when we were listening to this chapter, I was listening to it with a few people who um are doing the podcast or are from the podcast who like listen. And people are like, Abby is going to have a field day when she finds this is a house elf and she's gonna <laughs> like yeah. make fun of you so Get much for liking house Get elves. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, in in chapter one, it's chapter is called the worst birthday. When Harry, it's like Harry's birthday, and no one is actually celebrating. Everything. Oh, it's his yeah. birthday. I forgot. So he's super yeah. depressed about that, which is weird because why would you want the Dursleys to celebrate your birthday anyway? But I guess it's your birthday, so you know. But has your opinion of the Dursleys changed at all, for better or worse? Yes, it's only gotten worse. Mm. Yeah, they're terrible. They're more evil than ever now. And in the next chapter is when they like starve him basically and like lock him in his room so i hate them even more because they're like doubling down on how awful they are towards him um has your opinion i hate them (laughs) has your opinion gotten worse for even dudley Mm, uh, it's it stayed the same do you have any pity on dudley well i don't know where to draw the line with any child who like if they're raised to be a little turd, mm. a spoiled little turd, when they're like three, two, three, maybe four, I don't really know that they know better because that's all they've ever known is like to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. But he's like, what, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever. Yeah, he's uh, 12 years old. So he knows better. Um, So he knows better to a degree. So I really dislike him. I don't know how much slack to give him. Um, here's another one too. Why does Harry, like you, you even mentioned you read chapter one, you're like, ah, bummer. Harry's back at the Dursleys. Where did you expect him to be? Uh, well, I was kind of hoping the whole story would just glaze over summer and he would just be back at Hogwarts (laughs) for, for year two. Why do you think that it started with back at the Dursleys? Not even just from a writing perspective, but like, why did he even have to go back to the Dursleys? Well, I don't. I guess he couldn't have stayed at school over the summer and he didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, maybe that's a boring question. <laughs> they don't board you over the summer at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, I guess too that like the leaders of the school don't know how terrible his home life is. Mm. Like if this was true life, teachers have like a duty to report. Like if a kid is like being starved at their home mm. and the teachers know, they like have to intervene or like at least report mm-hmm. it. So but it's like, well, this is a story. It's not really real, but it's like. Well, this is still I this is know. still the 80s, too. So like back like Harry Potter is taking place. This is, I think, year 82 or something like that. Um, How do you know that? Or hold on. Uh, it is. No, I think Harry was born in 82. This is happening in 90, 92, I think. Harry. How do you know he was born in 82? Um, there's a few like context clues, and Joe JK Rowling has actually said when this the book is actually taking place. Um, interesting. So I think he was born in 80, and this he's this is year 92 right now. Yeah, it's 92. People are confirming on chat. Um, so it's a little, it's like still and that at that era where you have to report things, but it's not like quite as strong as it is today. So mm. there's got some there's some issues there. And yeah, people don't really know. Like even when they gave him away, it was weird at book one when McGonagall was watching them all day and McGonagall's like, we can't leave him with this family. This is the worst like group that he's ever, that she's ever seen. These are Mm -hmm. the worst kind of muggles that she's ever seen. But they still leave him there. Which is a little weird. Yeah. Why did they, why, why couldn't they find another situation for Harry? I don't know. It's borderline negligent. I know. (laughs) Agreed. Is Dumbledore borderline negligent? That's the question. That's the big question. They all are. I know. They all are. I think based on previous questions you've asked me, I think that Dumbledore is very, very calculated Hmm. in everything he does. But I don't know the answer to that question of why he would allow him to stay with the Dursleys. I forgot that I really need to be, I need to be really calculated when I ask you questions now because you are, <laughs> I forgot that you analyze my own questions. <laughs> well, sometimes you circle a wagon a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, why do you think that Harry wants the Dursleys to recognize his birthday? Well, I think it's like human nature if you grow up in a society that celebrates birthdays Mm -hmm. like to be recognized to be celebrated i think he's bummed too because he's not at that point received any letters or anything from his friends so it's like Mm -hmm. he just feels alone probably and like invisible Mm -hmm. like no one cares about him or loves him which again isn't that one of the biggest fears of uh nines to be like feel alone and not loved or not cared for it or something yeah something like that so yeah that's that's a little weird to me because my ideal birthday is for everyone to just ignore me and act like it's a normal day. <laughs> yes, but you're coming from a place of like being surrounded by people yeah. who know you and love Such you. Such a good point. And Harry at his core is always has been lacking that like to his in his core. That's a yeah. he may feel like that anyway. Yeah, that's actually a really great point. Harry's so neglected that even some kind of semblance of someone saying happy birthday to him would be huge. Yeah, because he's, he's just like so desperate for yeah. that in his heart. He's not getting the letters from his friends, which is so sad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Are you, Different vantage point. I know. Are you a birthday person or not? Here's <laughs> <laughs> the personal questions again. Yeah, this is your one. <laughs> this is your one. One for podcast, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, 
I like a little something, but I don't like anything too in your face. Yeah. Yeah, I like to do something to like celebrate, but it could just be like having dinner with like my family or my closest friends or whatever. I think we did that once with your your birthday. Didn't we just go to like Stackhouse or something like that and I'll just like eat on the roof and Probably I I remember that faintly. You, I, I think I yeah. think we even mentioned this on the podcast that you planned one of my favorite birthdays ever when we just went to the symphony. And it was just like yeah. me, it was like me, you, and like three, four of our other friends, and we just went to the symphony and it was great. Yeah. A group of so us. Low-key. And we tried to trick you, yeah. but you kind of figured some of it <laughs> yeah, out. Brandon, the guy that was uh, on the podcast before, he's like <laughs> yeah. let's like, you know, like dress up in like full suits and you know, go get dinner somewhere. I'm like, no, Brandon, that's <laughs> stupid. He's like, you know. But you said that, you said when he texted you, you Googled symphony yeah, yeah, tickets yeah, that yeah. day. Because like, what else you do knew, you wear like, a full suit right. and a full ensemble for? I'm like, it's got to either be like a play or a symphony. And I'm like, it's probably a symphony. Let me just like look it up. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's one playing on my birthday. It's this kind of music. It sounds great. <laughs> New immediately. Yeah. New immediately. <laughs> sometimes it's fun to do something big with your friends on your birthday. Mm. And sometimes it's fun to do like something like relaxed. Yeah. And, I don't know. I like both for different reasons. Yeah, nice and low key. Agreed. Um, there's not much else in chapter one. There's a bunch we'll talk about in chapter two, but um, do you have any other like points that you wanted to mention in chapter one? Not in chapter one, no. All right. There's a funny line. Aunt Petunia knew he hadn't really done magic, but he still had to duck as she aimed a heavy blow at his head with the soapy frying pan. So it's not only going on emotional abuse, it's going on physical abuse as she's trying to hit him yeah. with a frying pan. Yeah. These people are awful. I hate her. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to say that you hate people in general, but this is a fictional world and they're fictional characters. So I can say that I hate her because I hate who this character is. She's not a real person that's alive somewhere. Mm-hmm. How how is how are they related to the how are they related to Harry again? Which which member of their family is related to Harry? Come on, I know it's John. Answer the question though. Everyone knows this. <laughs> uh, Harry's uh, deceased mother was the sister of Aunt Petunia. Okay, great. So why do you think Petunia wants to stamp magic out of Harry? Again. I believe we've already discussed this. Yeah, but I'm going to re-ask you all these questions. Even though I have Alzheimer's and forgot forget this stuff, I'm still going to ask you all these questions. Okay. Um, She's resentful that Lily uh, was like the chosen one of her family, Mm -hmm. like her parents' pet. And then she saw how magic just like changed her and, in her opinion, ruined her life. Well, she did ultimately die from Mm -hmm. it. So she doesn't want to be near magic. Do you think that she's protecting Harry at all? Do you think that there's anything in her brain that is protecting Harry by trying to stamp it out? Yes. I could see a world in which loving to loving parents could choose to withhold that magical information to protect their child for a time, Mm -hmm. but she's not doing it in a loving way. So yes, I I could see like a good intention, but the way she's, executing it and the way she's treating him is totally evil um okay interesting very interesting thought there uh let's go on to chapter two um Mm -hmm. can you give me a quick summary of chapter two 
Uh, yeah. So chapter two is when he is, has gone into his bedroom and the little creature is sitting on his bed, Dobie the house elf. And Dobie has come with a warning to, well, first Dobie, Harry is like, shush, shush, like sit down. And Dobie is like, oh, I can't believe you want me to sit down. No mm-hmm. one's ever treated me like an equal before. And so Dobie has come with a, a warning to for Harry to not return to Hogwarts because there's plans to like someone's out to get him. I forget exactly what he says, but I did take note of it when I read mm-hmm. it and I will look back to it. <laughs> um, but he says not to return. There's like plans against him. But then Dobie lets it slip like. Why do you want to go back? Even your friends haven't reached out to you. So Harry was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. How do you know my friends haven't reached out to me? So Dobie has been holding Harry's, the letters that have come to yep. him through the summer. Um, so Dobie is like acting very erratically, slamming his head against different objects mm-hmm. and causes a scene. And Uncle Vernon runs up and... I forget the exact order. Dobie runs back downstairs, Mm -hmm. smashes the special pudding made for the event tonight. Um, I forget exactly how chapter two ends before chapter three starts. Um, Actually, let me check actually real quick. I have the text in front of me. Oh, no, I actually don't. I have the seventh book in front of me. Um... Oh, yeah. Because it was a good ending. Okay, I have it. I think it doesn't it end with the pudding crashing oh, on the yeah, floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it en- no, it doesn't. So the pudding crash on the floor, they flip out. So that's after that. So the businessman leaves mm-hmm. because the owl yeah. has just come his in. His wife is definitely afraid of his wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah. So then the Dursleys are just like livid with Harry. That's when they lock him in his room mm-hmm. and only feed him like three times a day. And um, I think it ends right there with him just locked in his room and like knowing that it there's does, no escape. But it ends with Harry is it ends with Harry is outside of his window. That's what it says. Ron Ron Weasley was outside. Oh Harry's yeah, window. yeah, yeah. With Ron being outside of his window, yeah, yeah. What a great ending to a chapter. Yeah, we're like, yeah. there's there's an escape plan happening. Interesting. Yeah, a little action. Yeah. Ron shows up after not knowing where he's been mm-hmm. for through the summer. Yeah. Uh, what are your first thoughts on Dobby, or Doby? Oh, Dobby. You can say Doby. <laughs> it's however you um, however you want to say it. Well, how do the Potter people say it? You, you know, can I say Henry Potter. You can say. No, I say Harry Potter. It's, it's actually interesting. There's there's another thing. Hermione, no one really was pronouncing that right. Well, a few people were pronouncing that right when, when the books came out. So Joe, J.K. Rowling always knew that people were mispronouncing it or they didn't know how to pronounce it. So midway through book four, she made a character or she made Hermione pronounce her name to a character. So everyone got it right after that. But she didn't do it to every single every single character, obviously. So. That's clever. Um, Dobie is a creepy little thing. <laughs> I don't really like his vibe. Hmm. Um, I definitely don't trust him. Interesting. Okay. Um, 
The biggest question is obviously where did he come from? Whose house elf is he? Yeah. Um, is he doing this because he truly believes what he's saying? Or is he lying? Mm-hmm. Is he lying? Yes or no? And if he's lying, is he lying on behalf of his master? Or has he been tricked by his master? Dude, we don't. You're know. asking some great questions right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, hold on. What the heck? I know. Um, someone just commented. As a Brit, I'll have to contradict you. We don't pronounce it Dobby. <laughs> they pronounce it Dobby. Oh, it's Dobby. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so we'll Dobby. we'll keep it as Dobby. Okay, great. We're we're uh, still good. Sorry, I had an error message on my uh, YouTube. Yeah, some drop frames. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dobby has. Let's talk about all those questions that you just asked. Why don't you trust okay. him? Uh, he's just kind of creepy. Yeah, he doesn't seem very trustworthy to to start, to be honest. Where's no? Well, his whole thing of like he lets some information slip, but then he like starts banging his head. Yeah. Like, oh, you seem a little unstable here. You know, <laughs> what's he doing that? Why is he doing that? Because he says that he can't say anymore. Mm-hmm. But then he's also been withholding Harry's letters. Mm-hmm. So. Whether or not he thinks that's the right thing to do, he's deceiving Harry. So mm. we're not off to a good start here. Yeah. Um, it's maybe like even one of those cases of people who are in abusive relationships sometimes can be people who are abusers later. So like he is in maybe in a terrible relationship with his masters. And so he yeah doesn't know anything else but to like... I guess maybe manipulate and try to get his way. So that's why he's like keeping letters from Harry. Not a great move rather than just, you know, go to him and say this stuff off the, off the Mm -hmm. bat. But. And if he's being honest about his reaction of like, Oh, no one's ever asked me to sit down beside them before. If that's true, he might be like abused by his owner. Um, the book alludes to, Oh, could he be, um, what's his name, Malfoy? Which I don't take anything the book says at value anymore. <laughs> so. But if he was, if they're like dark-sided people and he's their house elf, I could see that fitting in the sense that they probably don't treat their house elf kindly. Yeah, for sure. So I could see that someone like that fitting where like they're not a kind person, so they don't treat him well. Um, do you think that, he is, yeah, give me a list of suspects. Do you think that we've met his master before? Give me a list of suspects. I don't know. Why don't you tell me that, actually? <laughs> nope. We know that it's not the Weasleys because they don't have a house yeah, elf. That would be wild if that was from the Weasleys. Um, the, the only other suspect I think that they talk about in the book so far is uh, Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they say in the book, they're not sure if he has a house up, but he has the best of everything and looks like he comes from money. So they're guessing that he could have a house elf. But just like you said, the first book, it throws those things out there. It makes it seem super obvious and then it's never mm-hmm. quite that obvious. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that one's a little too on the nose. <laughs> She's got to refine some of yeah, her writing I don't skills know. here. 
Mm, I don't know. Um, why? Unless she's trying to psych us out, Ooh. and it really is mm. their house elf. I don't know. Ooh. What do they call that? Do do I do we know? Do we know the house elf's owner? Are they part of the story yet? Uh, I'm not going to say anything. <clears throat> okay. Um, do you? You said you don't know whether to trust them or to not trust them. Which one do you lean more? Like, is are, is stuff that he's saying true, or is he lying on behalf of his owner and saying all these this stuff to be to be purposefully to purposely make Harry Lee not not come to school? Well, I read the insert of the book to get like the brief kind of synopsis of the book, mm-hmm. and there really are like there is something that's going to happen at Hogwarts this school mm-hmm. year. What is that? I I don't. I mean, I could read the insert of the book. I don't. Do you want me to read the no, insert? No, of the no, book? no. I want you to guess what you think is going to happen at Hogwarts this year. Uh, well, there's something like there's like little like attacks on students, or I don't remember what it says. Okay. Um. So something happens at Hogwarts this year, but. Um. Dobby says, I think he said, or Dobby says he's in mortal danger. So is he in mortal danger mm-hmm. or not? I don't know. I think it's most likely that Dobby is, has been lied to by his master. Mm-hmm. And so Dobby believes what he's saying, but I don't know if it's actually true or not. Hmm. Okay. He, do you think, why do you think that he can't just leave the family? If he is like. Um, if he hates working for this family, why can't he just get up and leave? I don't really know how that world works. They're probably tied to their owner. It's a magic way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why then does uh, Dobby warn Harry about these things and only Harry? Because the attacks are going to be targeted towards him. Because he's the chosen one. <laughs> you keep saying he's the chosen one. Where are you getting this from? Of my own brain. <laughs> he is the chosen one. The whole series is about him. It's about the chosen one, Harry Potter. He's the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> he's the great wizard. <laughs> <laughs> he's the great wizard. He is. So we don't. He's the star. So we don't know where he comes from. We don't really know whether to trust him or not. Um, and you think he's a little shady. You don't really like him that much. No. He does have one of my favorite lines in the entire series in this chapter. Where Harry does something for him and Dobby says, Dobby has heard of your greatness, sir. But of your goodness, Dobby never knew. And I love that so (laughs) much. It's such a great line. Like sometimes the characters that that you hate the most in this series are the characters that spit some of the, the greatest truth. And I think that's a great point of Harry. That he is super famous, super well known, but he is just a good person. Yeah, he has a good heart. He's got a good heart. Great heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's further proof to me that his owner, Dobby's owner, is someone who's not good and kind hearted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's also another point with we were talking about like uh whether we trust him or not, whether why why couldn't he just leave if he wanted to? Why doesn't Harry just lie and say, oh, yeah, sure, I won't go back to Hogwarts. Like, why does he have to be honest with this little creature there? 
I don't know why he didn't cave just to get him to shut up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think that, why don't you tell me? Do you think there's something magical behind that? No, other than <laughs> Harry is like a person of his word. And mm. if he doesn't mean it, he's not going to say it. Do you think that there's something that exists in the magical world where like it's it's something that if you like speak a promise, you have to fulfill that promise. Otherwise, like you die or something like that. Or there's some serious magic attached to it. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, Conjecture with me. Humor me. <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't say for sure, but I my guess would be no. <laughs> okay. Unless you're speaking a magical spell. No, if it's just two people in conversation, I don't think they're tied to. Okay, so there has to be some magical spell involved. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, some Somebody wants to know, what do you think uh, Vernon's Japanese golfer joke was? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what the joke was i have no idea <laughs> yeah he just he I just storms just, the stairs you just ruined the punchline of my japanese golfer joke <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> other than just to prove how unfunny and probably small-minded yeah. he is that part of the chapter <laughs> was hilarious too when um they're trying to like come up with ways to butter this guy up and um Oh, and Dursley yeah. is like, I'm going to write about yeah. my heroes and it's going to be you. And even the mom yeah. was, or no, so, one Petunia of the parents was like, like oh, that's a little much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I love how she writes. She's so funny. <laughs> yeah. there She's like mocking her own characters as she's writing about yeah. them. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, they're also terrible. Um, it also hurts me that he doesn't get his, his uh, handwritten letters. Like that's got to hurt Harry when he's not getting those throughout the summer and he's not able to send anything. And all of a sudden this house elf, he like ha is holding these letters back. From yeah. Him. That was, that was a little, a little, uh, frustrating. Yeah. The silver lining though, is that like he at least knows they exist. Mm. And then minutes later is when Ron appears at his window. So mm. it is like a huge letdown, but then there's like a little bit of comfort mm -hmm. And knowing that he actually was getting letters, yeah. he just didn't get them. Yeah, for sure. But then he'll see his friends soon enough anyway to like be able to reconnect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is um, another like the, the chapter is just filled with a lot of sad things that happen. And there's this one line um, that he says or that, that the book has. Um, he says, see, uh, he goes, see why I've got to go back to Hogwarts. It's the only place I've got. Well, I think I've got friends. And that's when he shows in the letter. But then there's another yeah. line, which is even sadder. Harry, whose insides were aching with hunger, jumped off his bed and seized it. The soup was stone cold, but he drank half of it in one gulp. Then he crossed the room to Hedwig's cage and tipped the soggy vegetables at the bottom of the bowl into her empty food tray. She ruffled her feathers and gave him a deep look of disgust. What do you think Harry is feeling at that moment? Because he's he's prisoned um, in his room at that moment. Yeah, I love that he went over to take care of um, his owl. Yeah. That was very kind of him. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be feeling despair at that point. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's like sad that he's he's literally like a prisoner and Hedwig's a prisoner in his room. And he's like tipping his food to her. But he's he's like still he's great. He's showing compassion and kindness, and 
giving yeah. of his own food to his his pet. At this point, he's an okay pet owner. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else in this chapter before you hit chapter three? Um, no. All right. Can you give me a summary of chapter three? Yes. So chapter three is when Ron is right outside of his door in a flying car. Mm-hmm. And his two brothers are in the car with him. Um, and so basically they help him. They want to like help to get him out. Ron asks where he's been, why he hasn't been responding. Mm-hmm. Um, so they learn that he's basically been trapped in his room and starved. Um, so they're like, we're going to get you out. We're here to get you out. So they break off the bars to his window. Um, they start to get him out. But then uh, Harry is like, all of my stuff for Hogwarts is down at the bottom of the stairs. Mm-hmm. And we can't do any more magic because the Ministry of Magic <laughs> gave him a warning because yeah. they thought he did like a spell already. So he's like, I can't do any magic to get my thing out. So the brothers are like, no, we can just use this hairpin to open the lock. We know like these skills. So they go down and get his trunk, bring it upstairs. As they're getting everything or maybe him out the window, uh, the uncle Mm -hmm. Vernon, Mm -hmm. he comes upstairs and like grabs Harry's, foot or something like trying to not let him out the window but they somehow get him out but then at some point they realize they forgot the owl Mm -hmm. so i forget the exact order but basically they somehow are able to get the owl get all the stuff in the car and then the car is able to like get away basically and they fly towards the moon yep and they fly back to Ron Weasley's house. <laughs> That's a great, great summary right there. You're nailing these summaries. Um, when we see the Weasleys, how do you like their whole rescue plan? I love it. I love that Ron is like, okay, I'm just going in. Yeah. Like, he's not been responding to me. Yep. I got to check on my friend. He is like his savior really in that moment because he was locked in his room like being starved that's so that is a a point that i had never thought of before abby that is actually brilliant that ron took the initiative to wrangle his brothers up probably drag them his brothers probably wanted to do it as well but like took his brothers started flying this flying car that they probably didn't know how to drive but they had to figure it out because and he's like literally going all the way across the country to rescue his friend hmm I, I like never really considered that have like what Ron actually did for that. And that is such good friendship. Wow. I'm shocked. There's an aspect of this. You haven't oh, like there's gonna deeply be, there's analyzed gonna be, and just pondered. Over. I mean, there's going to be tons of stuff that you talk about that. I'm going to be like, I had never really thought about it. That's why I've read this 15 times is because every <laughs> single time I reread it, I'm like, Oh man, that was like so cool. I never really saw that before. You get a new insight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the best. Yeah. Ron is such a true friend in that. I love that. I mean, he's the hero of that scene. Like, he shows up, you know? 100%, yeah. That's why the chapter ends so good with Ron outside his window. It's like Hagrid showed up in book one Mm -hmm. at the beginning of that. He's the first one who shows up for Harry Mm. to, like, teach him, take him away. And now Ron is the first one who shows up in this book to, like, really advocate for Harry and rescue Harry. Yeah. Do you think that uh, like Harry's going to have to have a rescue mission every single time he leaves <laughs> the Dursley's house? 
Hopefully this is the last one. Hopefully <laughs> he doesn't have to go back to the Dursleys. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, yeah, that's actually an interesting question. Do you think that he's going to have to keep going back to the Dursleys? I hope not. I hope that at this point people at the school realize that he's, um, it's a very unhealthy home environment yeah. and he should not go back. And especially when he goes to the borough, oh. the borough is one of the coolest places. I would love to live in the borough, which is the, the Weasley's yeah. home. Like the Weasley's house. He's so yeah. fun to live there. Can't they just take I know, him? Exactly. Can't they just take him in the summer and on school yeah. breaks? Maybe hopefully the Dursleys are out of the story at this point and maybe we'll just get Harry staying at the, the borough for this, from this point on. I feel that they are not out of the story, but I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Interesting, Abby. That's a really interesting point that you made there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also kind of cool that the the twins, um, they're great at magic, but also they're learning muggle skills, like how to pick locks. Yeah. For some reason, I love the twins in this in this scene when they like they say uh, a lot of wizards think it's a waste of time knowing this sort of muggle trick, but we feel their skills worth learning even if they are a bit slow. Um, so maybe a weird question, but from the little that we know of the characters so far, from like some of the main ones, let's just talk about Harry, Ron, Hermione, maybe the twins. Um, what do you think that their professions will be? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, uh, mm. Well... Uh, I could see, um, I mean, you don't know a ton of like wizarding jobs to be honest, but <laughs> from the little that that's you know, true. well, I know that the ministry of magic exists. Mm -hmm. I know that Hogwarts exists. So, you know, professor is a, is a job. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we know that one of Ron's brothers is like off in Romania. Yep. Maybe he's studying though. He's studying dragons, dragons yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Which you would love. What are you um, talking about? You're like rolling your eyes for that one. You love dragons. I can like read about them. I don't know that I'd go so far <laughs> as to study them, but um, I don't. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. I think that maybe <laughs> someone will be a professor. Uh, maybe Ron will work for the Ministry of Magic in his father's footsteps. Okay. Hermione is a go getter, so Hermione will like run a house at Hogwarts one day. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. She's, or she'll be on the ministry of magic as the, I don't know, the VP of operations. <laughs> VP of operations. <laughs> or the ministry of magic. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She's, she's, Which of the twins is the prefect? Is Percy one of the no, twins? No, Percy's not one of the twins. Percy is their older brother. So, okay. Let's go through the Weasleys. Who's the youngest? Uh, is her name Ginny? Yeah, Ginny, the sister. She's the only girl in the family. She's yeah. the youngest. Then you have Ron. Okay. Then who do you have? Do you know? Well, there's the twins and then an, at least one more brother. Yeah, so the twins, which are Fred and George. And then you have Percy, okay. who's the fifth brother. He's the prefect, and he's like the goody two-shoes of the family. Fred and George are the troublemakers. Okay. Ron is a loyal friend. Jenny's the only girl. Uh, we don't really know anything about Jenny except she has, has a massive crush on Harry and has been talking about Harry nonstop. Um, uh -huh. And then the two older brothers are Bill and Charlie. 
One's okay. working with dragons in Romania, and the other is working at the bank, Gringotts, as a curse breaker. <laughs> oh, okay. So there, there is seven Weasleys altogether, and Percy's in school, and all five of them are in school. One graduated, I think, a year before Harry got there. And then Percy's still there. Fred and George are still there. Ron's there. And Jenny is about to go. Okay. Out of the out of all of them, who is your favorite? Ron. Okay, yeah. That's that's an easy answer. Uh well, I also love his mother too. She's so kind and warm to Harry. Yeah. I love when she um when they come back and she reams her own children out and then she's like, Of course I don't blame yeah. you for anything, Harry. Like yeah. you know, we were gonna come and rescue she sent us him like a Yeah, she was gonna come get him and then at Christmas last year she sent yeah. him like a sweater she knitted for him. Yeah. So she she loves him. She's like maybe the closest he has to like a surrogate mother. Yeah. There's one of my favorite lines in also the series. This book has some great lines in it that I love, but it says, Mrs. Weasley was marching across the yard, scattering chickens. And for a short, plump woman who was kind-faced, it was remarkable how much she looked like a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Such a great line. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. But she is so lovely. She is like the mother that Harry has never really had, which is tragic because he doesn't have yeah. a mother, but like she is really taking care of him in a lot of like great ways yeah love mrs weasley do you like mr weasley uh yeah i mean we haven't really seen much of him so Mm. yeah i don't really have an opinion of him so seems like a good guy so when so in this chapter the car is bewitched when you walk into the burrow you see like there's like dishes that are being washed by themselves like something is being knit by themselves like certain things are cooking and stuff like that. But if you could, maybe this is a wild question. You're going to make fun of me for this. If you could bewitch any object in your house, <laughs> the eye roll, you, everyone could hear that eye roll. <laughs> my eyes rolled all the way to the back of my head. Um, I'm having trouble pulling them forward. Um <laughs> I don't want to bewitch anything because I like being a human and we have so many creature comforts <laughs> as a human. I have a dishwasher downstairs that basically does wash my dishes for me. You have robot I have vacuums, a washing machine. Yeah, washing machine. I actually love to push a vacuum. It's one of my interesting. Yeah, I don't mind doing that chore. Yeah, I don't It's like therapeutic um, for you. Um Yeah. Um uh yeah i don't really i don't need magic because i'm fine being a human at the end of the series you're gonna be like i wish i could bewitch this i wish i could do this i please give me my hogwarts letter (laughs) no in my mind well i'm like well you know if i had money i would pay someone to like mow my lawn for for sure that'd be nice but i'm i'm not you don't want to bewitch your your lawnmower no, I'll just pay some neighbor kid 10 bucks to mow my little yard. <laughs> <laughs> what would you use magic for? Um, I don't have a dishwasher or a washing machine in my house or my apartment. I would for sure do the dishes if I could. I don't have a dishwasher. So like be which a sponge that anytime I put a dish into the sink, it would just wash. That would be the best <laughs> ever. This is literally what a washing or a dishwasher does, but I just don't have one. And I hate washing dishes. Mm. I'm fine with all the other chores. I make my bed every morning. I go do my laundry at another spot. I'll mow the lawn with no problem. My vacuum, it's fine. 
I have to pick up all the cotton on the floor that Wes rips up his little toys for. But I hate <laughs> washing dishes. Like after I cook a full meal, it's the last thing that I want to do. Yeah. But it's like also the glory of being a human, the mundane things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There is like quaint. Yeah, there's like a quaintness. There's like a if you there's a magic, if you will, in doing the mundane tasks. Oh, I didn't. You didn't hear me say that. <laughs> I actually said the opposite of that. <laughs> Mundaneness. Yeah, you really did. The mundane is like what makes us human. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I like that. Um. Some other questions. Does denoming a garden sound fun? <laughs> Are we in chapter two or three? I already chapter forget. three. So okay. this is the burrow. Um, well, we didn't do a chapter summary, though. We did this chapter summary of two, and they're flying to his house at the end of chapter two. Okay, so and I think at the beginning of chapter three is when they get to the house and... They show Harry around. Okay, so give me... yeah. So is that your chapter summary? Is that, that all you got? Oh, well, basically, yeah. They show him around, but then they Harry goes upstairs and Ron is, like, kind of shy mm-hmm. at the end of, like, Denome in the garden stuff. And Ron is a little bit shy. It's like, sorry, it's just, like, you know, a humble house or whatever. Yeah. And Harry is like, no, this is the best house I've ever been to. Yeah. Is that... That's a cool th- line. Yeah, that's one of my, I love that line as well. Like, Ron is embarrassed of... His upbringing and Harry's like, this is the best. It's the same thing. Um, you don't, you see it in the movies, but you haven't seen movie two. It's like a great mm-hmm. scene when Harry walks into the house and he just sees everything like all the magic and like the, it's like such a cozy house. It's like dirty and dingy and like just yeah. like warm and bright and it's just lovely. It's like lived in. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So there's like a quaintness to it that I think uh, I would love living in it. Okay, so back to your question about denoming the garden. Um, Well, it is kind of clever, but it did make me think. So do you have a gnome in your garden? (laughs) No, of course I don't have a gnome in my garden. Do you know those little things that they describe in the book? I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, isn't it fun how they like uh, give little things that muggles have, like actual real yeah realness to it like there's actual garden gnomes out there like trundling through the garden um do you think that what do you think about the hierarchy of creatures again maybe a ridiculous question well i i'm actually not done talking about the gnome yet well i'm still that's kind of what i'm talking about the gnome go ahead do you have a gnome in your garden well thank you for asking (laughs) um no in the real world i don't but in Animal, in Animal Crossing. Crossing, I have several <laughs> strewn across my island. It is a decor item in Animal Crossing, and I have at least two that I know of. So thank you for asking. <laughs> and tell everyone again how much bells do you have? How many bells do you have? Approximately 34 million. <laughs> thank you. Probably more because I've been investing well. Ooh, the turnip prices are doing well right now? Yeah, I sold at a small spike this week, Ooh. so I made a profit as per usual. <laughs> um, are are uh, anyway? Are gnomes? Do they are they just decor? Do they do anything? Yeah, no, they just sit there. Just like some uh, some gnomes around your island. 
Yeah, I was like, you know, I would never have this piece of crap in my yard, but like it's Animal Crossing. I can do whatever I want. So I don't think I have it in my yard, but you can like put decor in like your villagers' yards. And so, <laughs> so I have one somewhere. I love that your yard is super clean and then you just like yeah. throw this in the throw the trash in the other neighbor's yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the fun. I love that the, there was like carryover between Harry Potter and Animal Crossing right there with gnomes. A little bit. There's no magic involved, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the main purpose of Animal Crossing? Is it just building your village? Yeah, you just kind of exist. Nice. Yeah. That sounds lovely. There's just, there's no levels to beat or anything yeah. like Sometimes that. Sometimes games like that are the best. Just live your life. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, this is a... Another one that we get of Mr. Weasley. This is, again, why I love kind of... I love Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. They're, like, two of my favorite characters in this whole series. Um, but Mr. Weasley, or Mrs. Weasley and Mr. Weasley are in a conversation, and this is what they say. Mrs. Weasley says, Your sons flew that car to Harry's house and back last night, shouted Mrs. Weasley. What have you got to say about that, eh? Did you really? said Mr. Weasley, Mr. Weasley eagerly. Did it go all right? I mean, he faltered as sparks flew from Mrs. Weasley's eyes. That was very wrong, boys. Very wrong indeed. Yeah. Even their relationship is one that I love. <laughs> Why? Because he's like mischievous and yeah. she's keeping everyone in line. Yeah, like she's like such well, a good was... mother, like keeping everyone in line, protecting everyone, making sure like she's doing such good motherly duties. But be, she's the the reason that she is such a good mother is the reason that Arthur can be a little mischievous. Does that make sense? It's the same relationship. Yeah, again, I will gush about this show for my entire life. The same relationship of Bluey. You know, have you ever seen episodes of Bluey? Yeah. It's Chili and Bandit and how good of a mother Chili is and how responsible she is and how much she takes care of her daughters. Almost gives permission for Bandit to like goof off and, you know, like have fun. But it, it's also Mr. Weasley in this book, going back to this, is such a great, he's like just a good dad too. He's like taking care of his kids, like making sure like, you know, the, the house is like family is provided for everything like that. And their relationship, mm-hmm. even though they're like giving each other like looks right now, like make sure you're keeping your kids in line. I feel like it's out of love and out of like, they, yeah, I think they truly like just love each other and they are just having a good time. Yeah. I mean, I would challenge some of your gender norms there, though. Why is, like, he allowed to be the mischievous one and she's the responsible one? What if the roles were reversed? Why can't she do fun things and he's, yeah. But so, how do you well, know that she doesn't do that already? He, she might be very mischievous. Maybe, maybe, well, we Abby, seen that she, yet. like, snuck a love potion into Mr. Weasley's, like, coffee or something like that. And that's how they fell in love. Maybe she's being real mischievous, you know? That's not mischievous. That's manipulative. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So that's like a whole nother level. But I don't, there's two, uh, she, she is a tip, stereotypical loving, warm mother, but I have a little pushback in me on like mothers who need to like babysit like their husbands. Really? You think that she's like babysitting her husband a little bit? Uh, not exactly, but. No, that's it. That is an interesting take. That I feel like there maybe is a little bit of an air to that right now. Yeah. Like if she's what she needs to watch her kids mm. and make sure they're following the rules, but not her partner. Hmm. I don't, I'm not into that. 
Yeah, I'm down with that. I think that's good. I am just thinking of Bluey and how their relationship with Bluey is great and they love each other. And they're like the husband's yeah. mischievous. And she's mischievous all the time too, but we just have yeah, we don't know being enough. Playful. Yeah. yeah. Being playful with each other is great, but I'm I don't like if like one spouse has to like basically babysit the other one. Hundred mm. percent true. Great point, Abby. Yeah, I'm not really, you know, I'm not hyping on that too much. But um, how do you like the borough, yeah. though? Like Harry says, he wants to live there, and it's great. But do you like it? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it seems like warm and cozy, and um, kind of haphazardly put together. There's something where they describe it, where it's like a bunch of stories stacked on top of each other, and they're like it. Excuse me. It seems like it could be held together by magic, and it probably is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just picture this like lopsided little like yep. tall cabiny looking thing. It's like about to fall like, apart. Just held together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like okay. My dream house. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I have one thing of note mm-hmm. in this chapter, and I don't know how far to read into it or not, okay. but it says that Percy has been like acting strange this summer and like up in his room um and won't let them borrow his owl mm-hmm. when when Ron was like really trying to get in contact with Harry. So, I just made note of that. What do you think he's up to? I don't know. Could he be maybe jealous of Harry? Um he's the prefect. They talk about how he like polishes his badge Mm -hmm. a lot like he obviously takes great pride in being a prefect um so and just the you know they made mention that he's been acting strangely and like up in his room so you know is he involved in the mischievousness (laughs) that's to come at hogwarts i'm not saying that but i'm just making note i'm putting a mental tab in that okay I don't think that Dobby came from him though, because I think we would know if the Weasley family had a house elf. But it, what if what if Percy alone has a house elf, and it's not like because he is is he old enough to just have a house elf? He's. I don't know enough about this world. Hmm. I would assume if you have a house elf, they have to have like you have to pay for it or like buy it yeah. or it's connected to the household. I would assume. So. You have a sneaking suspicion Percy could be bad. Or not bad, but um, like involved in Yeah, some I don't know if I plot. would even go that far. I just I just made a mental note that he's been acting strangely. Okay. So I've got my eye on him. I'm not accusing him of anything <laughs> yet, but I have my eye on him. <laughs> All right, great. Keep that mental note. That's a really interesting thing that you caught. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anything else in this before we uh, do the summary, before we do the wrap up? Uh, let me look. I think that was it. Nope, that's it. All right. So let's uh, talk over some of our favorites. Give me who right now is your most beloved character rather than Hot Tamale because we, we won't do Hot Tamales yet. Give me your uh, your favorite moment in these three chapters and then give me your house cup runner who you think your favorite character is in this. And your favorite and most beloved, sometimes it might be the same, but 
It's different for okay. me. Um, um, probably Ron. I love how he just showed up for Harry, even after not hearing from him all summer. Yeah, he showed up as like the hero in chapter two. So Ron is the most beloved. Most beloved, not your favorite? Or not house cup winner? <laughs> I get them confused. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like a pretty niche well, thing, yeah. One is Ron, the other is his mother. So whatever you want to put in whatever category. <laughs> no, you have fine. to put what in these things in the categories that they're in. I don't I don't get <laughs> I don't really understand the categories. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty um, pretty bad uh we'll we'll figure something out. I I like you're basically just asking to me like your two yeah, favorite yeah, yeah, characters. Yeah, I know. I was literally about to say read. that. I'm like, the war is just your two favorite characters. Yeah. I would say Ron and then honorable mention to Ron's mother for just like her love and care of Harry. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to give my, my most beloved to Mrs. Weasley because she is like keeping this house together and she's just great and she walks mm-hmm. like a saber tooth tiger and, you know. Yeah. She's a, she's a great <laughs> She's like just a. It describes her again as like being round. Yeah, I know. Which I yeah, love. She's like a plump I don't woman. want someone describing me as that, <laughs> but I love that description of her yeah. because it just adds to her like warmth, like yeah. her persona. Yeah. So she's my most beloved. Sorry, continue. My uh, my house cup is Ron for the reasons that you mentioned too, because I I mean like you know I I love Ron with everything in me. He's one of my favorite characters in the series, but I hadn't really like considered what he did for Harry in this moment, literally flying across the country. Cause I'm so stuck in Harry's perspective. Cause this whole book is in Harry's perspective that you forget some of the other perspectives of the characters. So I, I love Ron. I think that's a great thing that you mentioned. You helped me make Ron the house cup winner. So thank you for bringing something new <laughs> that I've never really thought of before in the series. So well done. What's your favorite moment? Put that on a mental Put that on a mental note. If we're keeping a score, <laughs> yeah. a scorecard. Right, that's, that's one point for you for my tattoo. Yes, thank you. We have thank to fight. We have to that's figure out some at. kind of game that we can play that it's like you we award you points and then we award me points for certain things. How oh, we should do how far I can lead you astray in this series. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. No. That'd be terrible. <laughs> what is your favorite no then i won't i won't know what to believe and what <laughs> yeah. not to believe that would be all i'll be out of my mind with paranoia <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is uh your favorite moment uh really it's probably when harry looks out the window and sees ron because of the context of it like he's just had such a low point his birthday sucked so much. Mm. He thought everyone forgot about him. He's alone. Mm. You can just like imagine his despair. He's being starved, literally. Like he's trapped in his room. He's questioning if his friends love and care for him. And then his best friend just like appears. Yeah. So yeah. that's like the best moment. Yeah, that is a great moment. I, I like the moment. Uh, it's somewhat attributed to that, but it's when Harry goes into Ron's room and sees like the explosion of colors for like, you know, his, the Chudley cannons, which are his favorite, uh, Quidditch team. And Harry, like Ron is embarrassed of everything in his house, but Harry is Mm -hmm. like, this is the best house ever rather than like Mm -hmm. the cookie cutter house that he was brought, raised in. They're like, you know, have manicured lawns and everything like that. And this is just a wild, lovely, cozy house. And Harry loves it so much. 
So I yeah. love the coziness of that. I would love to live in a place like that. It's my favorite moment. Yeah. Good moment. I know. Good moment. Anything, any last things that you want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. Do you have anything you'd like me to know as we go into our next three chapters? Um, I assume we'll do three chapters. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll uh, let you know how many were, I think, I think three is probably what we'll do. Maybe we'll do four. We'll break it into like three and four chapter chunks because we don't want to go crazy long. But uh, one more question I have for you, and this is um, maybe you're going to read me because I'm going to ask this question. But um, what do you think? Don't don't qualify when you're asking me questions. It's just going to make me. How do you know that I'm not qualifying a question to throw you off of my scent? (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Abby, I'm really coming back in the second book of season two and really trying to throw you off. I'm trying to be stone faced. I'm trying to give you bad tells here and there. I've calculated okay, first, yeah. I've calculated every also, last move. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have told you that I know what your tells were because now you're gonna be in your head about it. Last on one of our other calls, you like were not blinking when I was speaking at some point. Like you need to relax a little bit. I'm not analyzing your every movement. I know, I know, I know. We both just need to relax here. <laughs> I think we're great. I think we're doing great. Well. God. Um, Mr. Okay, Weasley mentioned question, something about how he wrote a loophole in the law. What do you think wizarding oh, law yeah. is made up of? And how the heck is Mr. Weasley able to write loopholes in laws? Uh, well, I guess it's from the Ministry of Magic. Okay. And if they're drafting their own laws, they can put in their own loopholes. But isn't it a little crazy? Like, where is the checks and balance system? How is Arthur just able to create a law that essentially gives him a loophole? Well, we don't know that he created that law on his own. He might have, like, drafted it. I would hope that the ministry, okay. like, voted on it. Yeah, for sure. I would hope there's checks and balances. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah, I, I for sure hope there's a good checks and balance system. But at the moment, it, I don't know if there there is a... Do you think that they would change laws... Um, any like laws that are already previously established in the books, because if they're changing laws like that, do you think that they could change other things in the wizarding world? Not that we really know wizarding law, to be honest, but one of the books is all about wizarding law. Know. It's like they go to law. No, I'm just kidding. Really I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. I don't know. <laughs> Anytime you just want the, the podcast to end yeah, and you're like, I'm done talking about Harry Potter, you're just going to start crying. You're like, all right, well, thanks for joining <laughs> us on Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Until next time. <laughs> thanks, guys. That's it. That's it. Abby's crying again. <laughs> You've bored me to tears yet again. <laughs> People are saying, um, don't, um, don't relax. She's analyzing everything you do. Don't blink, John. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm not analyzing you to the the degree that you might think I am. I know, I know, I know. The one time you literally were not blinking. And then you said, (laughs) you said you didn't know how to react because you thought I was analyzing. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) he's just didn't blink for like a full two minutes. Why are your eyes getting so glazed and red? And I'm like, what? (laughs) 